This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is season two, so welcome to 2023. Happy New Year. Hope it was great. This is episode number two uh, that we're going to be doing this year, and it's on social justice and cancellation. So today's topic is inspired by uh, Jordan Peterson. If you haven't heard of him, he's very controversial and uh, he's a psychologist. He understands the way human beings think. Uh, he's studied for like 35 years, uh, the differences between men and women. And he's not scared to say the facts, the data, the statistics, the things that he has found. He's fighting to speak the truth about the way human beings are uh, without necessarily reference to God. And he's being attacked for it. He's being canceled. So this is about people like him in all society throughout all the world that is being canceled for saying things that are true because it doesn't fit the progressive left woke narrative about the world, whether it be climate change or, or masculinity or genders or uh, politics, guns, uh, taxes, whatever you want to talk about. The, the craziest thing about all this is that some of these things are so ludicrous, like the man-made global warming, carbon dioxide is warming up the earth, right? Everyone knows plants need carbon dioxide. So on a scientific level, the idea of global warming killing the planet is completely ludicrous and without any sort of factual basis. So it's stupid to say that we shouldn't be emitting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Same thing with toxic masculinity. Masculinity is viewed as a bad thing. It's retarded. We need men who are strong and capable and powerful in this world. The people who say these types of things are being canceled. Even if you dare to say that men and women are different or that there is a weaker sex, that women are generally speaking not as strong as men, that's somehow viewed as a terrible thing. How dare you say it? let alone mentioning the idea that in a, in a typical family, the mother, father, and children, that the father should be the head of the house. Or even worse yet, if you dare bring up the idea of women being submissive to the husband or disciplining your children, things like that. These are commonplace, everyday things that every society for the entire history of mankind has understood to be true But when those things are spoken today in the public sphere, people are losing their jobs, getting death threats or attacked in public or losing their bank accounts, losing their careers. And I think that is why it is so important that I do this series of podcasts. The last one that I did was Andrew Tate. And the reason that I'm doing this is because it is vitally important that believers in Jesus Christ speak truth and stand up and defend what is actually true. Take this clip that I've got of Andrew Tate uh, speaking about guns and gun control and people who are pacifists and saying that uh, they don't believe in violence or having guns. All right, listen to this. 
Anti-guns, I'm anti-violence. I say, yeah, but your enemies are not anti-violence. So who cares if you're anti-violence? And you're not anti-violence, you're pro-violence, because if someone comes at you violently, you call the police, and the police use violence to protect you. You just like the idea of a five or six minute delay between the time you need your firearm and the time a firearm turns up. Anti-guns. What he has said there, whether you like guns or not, is logically true. There is no doubt that if you are a pacifist, if you don't like guns, if someone breaks into your home with a gun and begins to kill your family and you have the opportunity, even if you are a pacifist and will not fight yourself, you will call 911. And men with guns will come and do violence on your behalf because you did not have the courage to do the violence yourself. That's true. That is logically true. It doesn't matter if you believe in having guns or the Second Amendment or if you believe in violence or not. He has not stated anything that is a lie in, in that little clip. So what this means is sometimes that as Christians or as believers, you have an ally in someone who doesn't believe the same as you about God or about your religion. Take Andrew Tate, for instance. I've seen some of his videos. I suspect he may have become a Muslim. He seems inclined to read the Quran and visit people and elevate people of the Muslim faith. But he doesn't really talk about religion so much, so I don't know. Um, I, I do believe that he used to be an atheist, as far as I can tell from his videos. Uh, but when he is right and he speaks out and he gets heat for speaking the truth, it ought not to be only unbelievers who stand up and speak the truth. He is a strong man willing to fight for what he believes is logical and right. And many times what he is saying is, and he is being attacked and canceled, losing his bank accounts, being arrested, all sorts of things happening to him. Why is this happening across the globe? It, it seems that the people that are speaking out like this, who are going viral and getting a lot of attention and then being attacked for the truthful things they say, it seems like None of them are Christians. Why are these people willing to risk everything to speak the truth, but we don't hear strong Bible believers standing up willing to speak the truth? Shouldn't we be willing to die for the truth? I think that's a valid question. And I think that these people, uh, and Jordan Peterson is the one I want to focus on today with a couple of clips. I think these people deserve our prayers and support in so much that we desire them to come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ so that they can be not merely warriors for um, logic or, or whatever societal truth is they're espousing, but warriors for the truth of God. So I admire these people, Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, and others, for their dedication and their ability to stand up against the attacks that are coming at them. They may not be right about everything. But I think that these people have the right character and the strength of character and principles to stand up on issues. And I think we as believers ought to emulate them. Christian men need to stand up and speak out for truth. And it is so important. I admire these people. I really respect them. I think you need to take a moment to listen to some of these. Uh, I'll play about four more um, clips here of Jordan Peterson this time. And I, I want you to leave your comments or send me your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think about these topics. Um, uh, my email is angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. And I'll personally reply back to you and even take into account some of the things that, that you say on my next podcast. 
I'm going to be speaking on submissiveness and the roles of men and women in relationships in the next podcast and what the Bible says about that truthfully, not the way that people like to twist it. So here's a couple of things that Jordan Peterson says that is very important when it comes to the roles of men and women. And in this first one, he's being asked why he thinks that men ought to be dangerous. He literally believes that men need to be dangerous. So check this out. Saying men should be dangerous. By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone, to hurt somebody. No, you should be capable of it. But that doesn't mean you should use it. There's nothing to you otherwise. Like if you're not a formidable force, there's no, there's no morality in your self-control. If you're incapable of violence, not being violent isn't a virtue. People who teach martial arts know this full well, right? If you learn a martial art, you learn to be dangerous, but simultaneously you learn to control it. Both of those come together. And the combination of that capacity for danger and the capacity for control is what brings about the virtue. Otherwise, you confuse weakness with, with moral virtue. I'm harmless, therefore I'm good. It's like, no, that isn't how it works. That isn't how it works at all. If you're harmless, you're just weak. And if you're weak, you're not going to be good. You can't be because it takes strength to be good. It's very difficult to be good. That's absolutely true. The Bible talks about meekness in uh, believers in Jesus Christ, that we ought to be meek. Meekness means that you have restrained your strength, that you've chosen not to use your strength in order to be gentle or meek. In order to fulfill this, you have to be strong. We're talking physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way. So what he is saying is absolutely true. And that has caused people to be offended and tell him that he shouldn't be allowed to say things like that. This is why they want Jordan Peterson canceled. Now, here's something else that he brings up, and this is pretty interesting. Uh, it's called the Matthew Principle. Uh, check this out. There's a statement in the New Testament. It's called the Matthew Principle, and economists use it to describe how the economy and the world works. To those who have everything, more will be given. From those who have nothing, everything will be taken. It's like what's very pessimistic in some sense, because it means that as you start to fail, you fail more and more rapidly. But it also means that as you start to succeed, you succeed more and more rapidly. So this is pretty interesting in that he uses the Bible in this particular example, and he says things also that are strictly based on psychology. So we're not talking about necessarily morality, what is right and wrong, but more of human behavior and what happens to people, right? So this next one, he's talking about basic humanity and how to improve yourself. Uh, this is a very good one if you're into uh, self-help books or, or you're just struggling with something. This is a very good clip to listen to. Check this out. Start ridiculously pathetically. Um, study for five minutes a day for a week and then move it to 10. You'll be able to do that. And don't cheat, you know, because one of the things people do is they make a deal with themselves like that. I'm, all, I'm going to study for 10 minutes a day, each day. And then they, they get into it and they think, wow, this is going really good. So they study for two hours and then they've broken the contract with themselves and they don't trust themselves anymore. And then they don't study for a whole year or, well, maybe not, for a month. So, but set your contract. Ask yourself, you know, what could I do to move myself forward to my goal? that I would do. And then how could I improve that incrementally? So that's the right way of going about that. So you can hear from those two clips that he talks about very important and good things for anybody to do. He's not a bad person. These are not horrible things. These are actually just generally good ideas. 
the world basically has called him an evil person that he's horrible and he's destroying uh, people's lives by saying these things. They've even called him Hitler because of the things he says about men and women and how to improve your life and how not to listen to what society is currently saying. So they try and shut him up. So this guy has been a psychologist for over 35 years, very well-studied individual. He's into philosophy, reading some of ancient literatures and the like. Uh, He knows a lot of the Bible apparently, um, and he tries to apply some of these principles And that might be the key as to why the world hates him. It could be they just don't like him mentioning the Bible or God. I don't know. But then here's something he says about raising children. And and this is very good, too. Listen to this. About it carefully. So you imagine you've got a a three-year-old child, so sort of halfway through that initial period of socialization, and you take that child out in public. Okay, what do you want for the child? Who cares about you? What do you want for the child? You want the child to be able to interact with other children and adults so that the children are welcoming and smile and want to play with him or her. And so the adults are happy to see the child and treat him or her properly. And if your child's a horrible little monster because you're afraid of disciplining them or you don't know how to do that properly, then what they're going to do is they're going to experience nothing but rejection from other children and false smiles from other parents and adults. And that's so then you're throwing the child out there into a world where every single face that they see is either hostile or lying. And that's not something that's going to be particularly conducive to the mental health or the well-being of your child. All right. So that's absolutely true. Basic psychology. The key to what people is taking offense to in that is that he's saying discipline your child, right? It got him on talk shows and people began asking him things. And he had one particular interview uh, that went viral. A news reporter had a problem with him being controversial, and she said to him, how dare you offend a transgender person? Because he had brought up that topic as well. And this was his response to being offensive to potentially a, a transgender person. That's not actually true. I got in trouble because I said I would not follow the compelled speech dictates of the federal and provincial government. I actually never got in trouble for not calling anyone anything. Right. That, that didn't happen. You wouldn't follow the change of law, which was designed not to once it was law. discrimination. No, no. Why that, well, that's your... what they said it was designed to do. Okay, huh. you cited freedom of speech in that. Why should your right to freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended? Because... In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You know, like you're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, I'm, I'm very glad I put you on the spot. <laughs> well, well, I'm very glad that I've well, you get my, my point. Speech. You get my point. It's like you're, you're doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on. And that is what you should do. But you're exercising your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. I think more power to you as far as I'm concerned. So you haven't sat there and... I'm just trying trying to work that out. I mean... Ha, gotcha. You have got me. You have got me. I'm trying to work that through my head. Yeah, yeah. It took a while. It took a while. Obviously, Jordan Peterson, he has no problem confronting the people with their own hypocrisy, right? And of course, that makes him controversial too. And then people don't like that. So then what happened to him? Well, he's from Canada and the school of psychology that grants people licenses to practice has threatened him that if he doesn't change what he says, they will revoke his license. 
One of the biggest things they said is about his stance on masculinity. The entire school of psychology up there says that masculinity is evil and how dare you say it's not. And if you continue to say these things, you will no longer be able to work in Canada. So that's what I mean by being canceled. His livelihood is threatened. His ability to take care of his family is being attacked and threatened if he doesn't bow down and say whatever they tell him to say. This is his response on that, on the masculinity. I am absolutely ashamed to call myself a psychologist in the aftermath of the Let's just say what it is. What exactly did they say? That well, they said it was guidelines for the treatment of boys and psychological treatment of boys and men. But that isn't what it is. It's and that's a social justice treatise on how you better think if you're a psychologist, if you don't want to be pursued. That's but, exactly what it is. But what they actually said was that traditional masculinity was harmful. And yep. one of the arguments they said made two reasons, two yeah. reasons, compromise the mental health of boys and men and presented a social danger. And it's an absolute bloody lie. And here's here's how you know. It's very straightforward. Biggest risk factor for long term delinquency, antisocial behavior and violent criminality in boys. Fatherlessness. Boys. That article is just it's absolutely scandalous what they've done. They've, they've inverted. The, it's not even it's not even wrong. It's anti truth. It's worse than wrong. And he's right again. So that is the crux of the whole matter. And this is why I'm talking about it. He points out the fact that what they are telling him to do is not merely a school of psychology's wrong idea that they've somehow inadvertently gone down the wrong path. His words were, no, this is absolutely worse than that. It is anti-truth. They didn't just make a mistake. They're deliberately on the wrong side. So I spoke on this on spiritual warfare when I did the episode on the belt of truth. Uh, that's episode 38 in season one. You might want to go back and listen to that. But what I'm talking about is the idea that Christians, believers in Jesus Christ, ought to follow God and the Bible and we need to be right. And that means on any topic that comes up in society. If you don't know anything about a topic, it's possible that when something comes up at work, you might stumble upon the truth. But if you're intelligent enough to realize that you don't know enough about that topic, then you ought to keep your mouth shut, listen, ask questions, and seek out the truth before you give an opinion on something that you don't know. That's called knowledge, right? When you seek out truth about something, you're searching for knowledge. The purpose of this podcast today is to challenge you on any social issue. When you hear a topic, number one, are you knowledgeable about it? Number two, if you are knowledgeable, do you have wisdom about the topic? That means are you using the knowledge the right way, both logically and morally? For example, if 2 plus 2 equals 4 and I have that knowledge, if I use it in the right way, I can educate someone on how to be a good cashier or how to become a tax specialist or any a number of careers that uses math. If I'm knowledgeable, I can use that logically and help people. That would be a wise way, logically, right? The other part of wisdom is the morals. Is it right or wrong or good versus evil? If I take my knowledge of math and I use it to help people, maybe I became a banker, which I've done in the past, and I help people with their finances, that would be a morally good thing to do if I'm actually helping them, right? However, if I work for a company like 
I used to that did not morally care about anybody and their only goal is to open accounts, whether or not the people lose money, then I could use my knowledge of math to show certain figures and to confuse people and to misstate things and deliberately skew numbers so that they think they need to do something that will make me money and open up new accounts. And it's not actually beneficial to them. And in fact, it may cause them to get fees and such down the road. So then I have not used my knowledge about math in a good way, morally good. Therefore, I was not wise with my knowledge. All right. So that's the second thing is you need to be wise with the knowledge that you have logically and morally. Then that will open the doors spiritually for people who respect you, who want your opinions to approach you and ask questions when they are seeking truth in their life. If you're not a wise person, it's very unlikely that you will have many people in your life who come up to you and ask you for advice. But the people who are wise, these people who are standing up like Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate, and I'm sure there are thousands of others. I mean, I myself have a lifetime ban on Twitter and Facebook. I had 49 different Facebook profiles before I gave up constantly getting a new email address and starting over and then getting canceled by them again. I finally gave up on that stuff and here I am doing a podcast instead and I use gab.com to speak openly about anything I want to without worrying about being canceled. And that's great, but there's a lot of evil people on there as well. Uh, But the point is, as a believer, do you have knowledge? Do you build your character and wisdom by seeking truth and knowledge? Do you have that reputation and respect from people at your workplace and your neighbors and people around you where they seek you out, they desire your opinion? Because if you don't have that good reputation of wisdom, then people don't give two flips about your personal beliefs in God. That's just the way human beings work. That's why the Bible tells us that our character or reputation among men is strongly to be desired. And don't take that the wrong way. It's not that we care what people think. If we do the right thing and people don't like it, that we're going to stop. That's not what it's talking about in regards to reputation. I care what people think about my character, that I have a good report among men doing the right thing so that they respect my opinion and come talk to me and opens doors to share with them about Jesus Christ and the Bible and God. We should support people who are truthful, whether they're believers yet or not, and we should pray for them. We need to seek understanding and wisdom. We need to search out the truth about a topic, social issue, whatever, before we speak on it so that we can have that good character and that good reputation among men so that we can share our faith with them in the future. So here's a couple Bible verses on wisdom. Proverbs is full of it. Uh, You'll find a lot if you just read the book of Proverbs. But chapter 15, verse 14 says, The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. You actively search for knowledge if you are a wise person. And here's a really cool one. And I actually uh, take this from Solomon, the wisest man in the world. If you read the story of King Solomon in the Old Testament and how he became wise, it's very cool. But James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Pray. Talk to God. You can gain wisdom just by praying and reading the Bible. Now, when it comes to truth, again, tons of verses, so I'm just going to read a couple of them real quick. Ephesians 4.25, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. Matthew 5.37, But let your communication be yes for yes, no for no, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So speak truthfully, right? Mean what you say. 2 Timothy 2.15, 
study. There it is again. To show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Truth in a believer's life is vitally important, and we need to defend it. We need to stand up for truth, and that means you need to be knowledgeable. I wish that every believer across America would stand up and have a social media platform like these guys, because if we did that and we stood up for the truth, it would be amplified in an amazing way so that the whole world would hear truthful things all the time about everything. Unfortunately, we don't. It, we're, we're actually censored. We're cut off. We're, we're canceled. I just wish that more people would be willing to stand up and, and take the attacks from the world just for the simple, truthful things in society. Because our society has become a clown world where up is down and down is up and right is wrong and wrong is right. It's insane what they've done with everything, with gender politics and men versus women and and killing babies. And, and even in Canada now, they have entire uh, industries on, on putting yourself to death, committing suicide. And then their their health department actually recommends suicide for certain people. It's It's disgusting. Our, our entire government is run by clowns, the transgenders, gays, whatever you want to call them, who literally dress up as women and put on lipstick and call themselves women. But why aren't women up in arms over that, uh, about men taking over their roles? I mean, <laughs> there's so many strange things going on in this world that we are lambasted with every day and we're told we have to accept it as normal and it's not. So I say that you need to stand up, you need to fight back, speak out. Pray for the people who are being canceled who, just for speaking truth. Read Ephesians chapter 6. We are in a spiritual war, and you need to stand up and fight. And I encourage you to do so. Email me if you need some Bible verses on anything. Again, angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless you.